What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the uh, pre-post-game edition of the Sideline Junkies, where we we go over the one and four o'clock games and tidy up our picks and see how we did today, um, which probably wasn't too good. KG, what's going on, KG? Hey, nothing much, man. I mean, it's an exciting Sunday, and when things work out, hey. It's only an exciting Sunday because the Redskins won. Not only that, not only that. Oh, oh, uh, fill me in, fill me in. On top of it being an off day for my normal nine to five, mm-hmm. Redskins won, and mm-hmm. then I got an episode of The Walking Dead tonight. So I'm, I'm good. I'm real good today. Oh, okay, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I will give you that. Um, where do we begin? Let's, 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 let's begin with the. Let's say the Dolphins and the Packers. The Packers, we all picked that game. I, I believe the Packers. Packers win a handle business in Lambeau, thirty-one to thirteen. Um, nothing, nothing too, you know, eye popping from Aaron Rodgers, nineteen and twenty-eight, one ninety-nine, and and two TDs. So um, you know, nothing too, you know, Aaron Rodgers-ish. Uh, Brock Osweiler, twenty-three to thirty-seven, two thirteen, and a pick. Uh, Frank Gore, 13, 90 yards, 13 carries, 90 yards. So, what's going on, Junie? He's still getting himself together. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, we'll, we'll we'll move on to the next game. Hey, man, we're, we're, let's talk about a game that just went off, the Seahawks and the Rams. The Seahawks are not a bad team. No. They are two, like the defense got old on them. And it's not the same Seattle defense that it was a couple of years ago. No so, more Legion of Boom. Legion right, of no Boom more, is done. Exactly. But Russell Wilson, I'll take him any day. He keeps you in games. And they had a chance. Uh, he just couldn't convert on that fourth and ten. And uh, just kind of like last week, they just ran out of gas at the end. Uh, but they're putting up points. They just don't have the, the the power on defense to stop. I think they they could get a good draft this year, get some young players uh, to to rebuild that. They already got uh, what's my man name Griffin? Yeah, actually came Griffin. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Russell Wilson was seventeen to twenty six for one hundred and seventy six yards. He had three passing TDs, and then he had nine carries for ninety two yards on the ground. Penny had 12 carries for 108 on the ground. Davis, 11 carries for 58. So the Seahawks running the ball had 273 rushing yards on a mighty Rams defense. They yeah. killed them. They killed them on the ground. And they frustrated Aaron Donald, something terrible up front. I mean, it, it was pretty bad how they frustrated him. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the other side, Jared Goff, 28, 39, 318, two TDs. Uh, Todd Gurley, just an animal. 16 for 120, uh, one touchdown. Brandon Cooks, 12, targeted 12 times for 10 receptions, 100 yards. Robert Woods, uh, four receptions. Uh, unfortunately, it's not, it seems like the wide receiver cup might have injured his knee, and it might, it might be bad this time. So yeah, keep a, um, keep an update on that. And speaking of injuries, the sideline junkies misspoke, and we don't want to misspeak injuries or anywhere anybody. David Carr is fine. I don't know why he must he must have got hurt one of those last games, 
and maybe I misread something, but I thought he was hurt. He he's in the game today with the Chargers playing just fine. So uh, kudos. Yeah, we don't want wish an injury on nobody. Um, going right to that. We're going right to that game. The Chargers take out the Raiders. Uh, the tanking Raiders, twenty to six. What, what was that? Uh, hold on, wait. Oh, I'm about to say I had that pick. Dang, almost had that. But you have almost pick. I thought I had the score pick, but that's the score I got for the uh, the Dallas game, twenty to six. Okay, okay, okay. I'm about to say, I'm about to say, I'm about you to picked, say I had that. Nah, I thought you picked the Raiders. I was about to say, hold on, kid. <laughs> nah, you know what? I learned my lesson just like everybody else. Uh, Delonte say, hey, we got that do not pick list. They are on that list. Yeah, the Raiders are definitely on that do not pick list. Um, the next game that was a lot closer than a lot of us thought it was the the Chiefs. Uh, take out the Cardinals twenty six to fourteen. The Cardinals put up a good fight, man. They 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 did it. Was you know at the end of the day, Kansas City just got too many weapons. Mahomes today was twenty one and twenty eight for two forty nine and two touchdowns. And Tyreek Hill had seven receptions, one seventeen and two touchdowns. They they just at the end of the day, they're just too much. Uh, KG. Let me let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And this is this is. Uh, because you're talking about Arizona, but let me ask you this from a Buffalo standpoint. You know, Arizona released uh, uh, uh damn, I, I, I can see his face, I see his number. Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. They released him. As a Buffalo Bills fan, with you having quarterback issues right now, would you take a chance on Sam Bradford? Let's 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 save that. Save that for me when we get to the Buffalo game. Okay, because I do want to talk about that. Um, Larry Fitzgerald moves to number two all time in receiving yards. He's nowhere close to Jerry Rice. He's not going to break that. And it's um, as great as play as Larry Fitzgerald is, um, as loyal as he's been to the Cardinals. I wish he would have went somewhere else, or had a quarterback, a consistent quarterback for his whole career. He probably would have. He got fifteen yards with some of the. Uh, most garbage quarterbacks he could have had. If he could have, if he could have had a consistent play at quarterback, like a if he had career, or um, you know if he got Carson Palmer early, you know he probably could have broke Jerry Rice's record, or at least yeah. been ahead of To. So yeah, that's he got there. He's number two all time now. Um, the. I think this is a loss across the board also. The Cleveland Browns take out the Atlanta Falcons 28-16. to 16. Who goes all for the uh, Cleveland Browns? Nick Chubb, 20 for 176 and one touchdown. Kind of makes you mad. I hate well, – let's not stay – I don't want to keep taking steps back. Kind of makes you mad that – Nick Chubb and, and the Browns were able to slice them on the ground, and the Redskins weren't. Let's just mm-hmm. put that. Let's just put that out there. Okay, Baker Mayfield, seventeen and twenty, two sixteen, three rushing touchdowns, twenty yards on the ground for him. Um, yeah, Atlanta being Atlanta. Matt Ryan, thirty-eight to fifty-two, three thirty and two touchdowns. So, you know what. I had put away my uh my Cleveland Browns gear because I was I I really thought that you know with the the recent firing of Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley that this team 
wasn't going to be the team that I thought they would be. But but they're, they're competitive, KG. Yeah, indeed. They're competitive. It's just frustrating that you – it's like shopping for Thanksgiving dinner. It took y'all years to get the whole meal together. And now when the meal finally – you got all the ingredients and you finally start cooking, the man that would, had been there for the horrible teams that the – that that was on had been put on the field the last couple of years doesn't get to finish cooking. It it, it it's 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 kind of absurd. It's it's like, hey, we we're a little bit better now. So the the person that that took all the turmoil and losses and I mean I don't think you could ask for a better more professional coach during that time than Hugh Jackson. He handled himself well and have any meltdowns, you know, personal life issues, none of that. You know, he came to work and coach the Browns and went through that turmoil. And, and now he has a, a, a what he, he had a, a, a up and coming team and get the can. So they have it. It's just a matter of some, who can bring it out of them. That's it. And you, you talk about personal turmoil. He lost his mother at the beginning of training camp and he continued on. And kept going. I mean, he didn't miss a beat. He didn't miss a, a, a session. He didn't miss a preseason game. He kept going. How do you reward him? When things seemed to be turning around, and of course, I said it before, it it was a call here, a first down there, yep. a, a made extra point. It's yep. things like that 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 that, that, that would have turned their season around. That that weren't that weren't coaching decisions. It was right. things on the field that were beyond the coach you know something and this is how I feel about a lot of coaches some coaches prepare you very well during the week and they used to say about John Madden if you go out and you play for John Madden and you lose it's not John Madden's fault you lost because he prepared you during the week all you had to do was go out and execute that's how coaching should be on any level if I prepare you during the week you know your assignments you know what you're supposed to do Go get it done. If you don't do it, that's not my fault. Well, on to the next one. Um, I think I, everybody lost on that Browns game across the board, didn't they? Yeah, everybody picked Atlanta. Okay. Um, next game, I thought, and, and I said this this game right here. I said this in a, in a, in our, our earlier show. I said this game was going to separate and cover some ground for a lot of people on the sideline junkies to pick. The Jaguars and the Colts. The Colts take mm-hmm. take them out, twenty nine to twenty six. Um, Andrew Luck, twenty one to twenty nine, two eighty five, three D three TDs and a pick. Um, let's see, I lost the game. Here we go. Bortles twenty six to thirty eight, three twenty and two TDs. So uh, it just came down to. Um, <laughs> the Jaguars had the ball almost 11 minutes more than the Jags did. They had it 35 minutes and 10 seconds versus 24 minutes and 50 seconds for the Colts. So, you know something? When Blake Bortles plays like that, it's hard to-, to say, oh, well, Jacksonville lost. Mm-hmm. Because when Blake Bortles has a game like this, that's the Blake Bortles you want every week. He's competent. I mean, I'm not saying he's an incompetent quarterback, but he plays the way he should play. He managed the game very well, hit his targets, 
he passed for 300 yards. And it frustrates the hell out of you because players like that that had that type of – but you know he has it in him. So is it coaching that can get him to the next level of being consistent, a consistently good quarterback? That is he not being prepared correctly? Is he not preparing himself correctly? You know, just don't know what it is. But he, it's in there because he torched Pittsburgh last year in the, in the playoffs. Indeed. So, um, so who did, did we split on that game? Who picked the Jags and who picked the Colts? Uh, Delonte and Junie both picked <laughs> the Jags. And what did I say before we did picks? I need to gain ground on both of them. We all need to gain ground. So myself, Jim, and you, we all picked the Colts. Hey, I'll take it. Like I said, baby, seven more weeks left. Uh, we definitely going to see separated men for the boys and the sideline junkies pick them. Uh, next game, Bears take out the Lions 34-22. to 22. Mitchell Trubisky, 23-30, of 30, 355, and three touchdowns. Um, Robinson for the Bears, six receptions, 133, and two touchdowns. Miller, five receptions, 122, and a touchdown. Uh, Darius Slade did not play for the Lions today, I don't believe. Uh, Matthew Stafford, 25 of 42, 274, two and two. Um, Galladay was targeted 13 times for six. Reddick, six receptions. Uh, Marvin Jones, three. Uh, Johnson, the running back, had six receptions. So they're definitely giving Galladay the work since they got rid of Golden Tate. Just, mm-hmm. en- just not enough to- for the Bears right now. And I believe the Bears are leading that division on DKG. Yes, yes, they are. Yep. I, I think I, I think they're gonna win that debate. I think the addition of Khalil Mack and adding to that defense plus what they could do on offense, I think they I think they're gonna take that division this year. Good Green Bay's off to a little slower start and they gotta catch up ground with them. So You know you know what? I, I looked at this game and I to be quite honest, when Detroit let go of – they let Eric Ebron walk out of town, who was your best tight end. He's one of the top tight ends in the league. You let him walk. That was a problem. Then you let Golden Tate walk. You can't well, keep you know letting what? these guys have, walk. I don't have a problem with Golden Tate. Golden Tate's older. Um, you get a pick for him back from Philadelphia. I think it was a fifth. And you promote Galladay, which is your young – It would be interesting to find out if uh, Golden Tate is on a contract year. That would be even smarter because now you don't have to deal with that in the offseason. You get Galladay in there. um, He can play. Obviously, he can play. And Ebron, I think they were a tad bit frustrated with Ebron and his production. But they didn't get him the ball. If you can't get him the ball, how can he produce? Exactly. Exactly. But he, he lit it up today in Indianapolis. And he's been lighting it up all season for him. He uh, three receptions for sixty nine yards and two TDs for Eric Ebron and the uh, Coach Jaguars game. Um, the next game, I, did anybody pick the Titans? No, that was New England all the way across the board, okay. and we lost that all the way across the board. The Titans and the they call them New England South. They had a bone to pick with New England. Uh, you know, Deion Lewis and the other Patriots that felt like uh, former Patriots that felt like they should have been 
paid and just let go. They showed it on the field today. And I hate that because they don't play like that every game. So Mm -hmm. you know it's there. Uh, Marcus Mariota, 16 to 24 for 228 and two touchdowns. Uh, Deion Lewis Lewis had 20 attempts, 57 yards. Um, Davis, seven receptions for 125 and a touchdown. So uh, Patriots, Tom Brady, 21 of 41, 254, no touchdowns. Second game this season. Buffalo held him without a touchdown. No touchdown. Edelman had nine receptions for 104. Josh Gordon, four for 85. And uh, White running back at five receptions. Very surprising to see that score. Um, I think uh, for me, when I was watching that game, I, I, I forgot the touchdown pass, but it was a over-the-shoulder end zone throw. When I saw that pass, because, you know, you're waiting, you're sitting there waiting for New England to make their run. You know, they, they can be down by whatever. They Tom Brady's back there. When they made that pass and that touchdown, I was like, it's over. It's over. They got New England's number today. It's it's nothing that they can come out and do. <laughs> the Titans, at home, they just couldn't do anything with it. Uh, but that doesn't spell the end for New England, so oh, all I, New England fans that listen, absolutely. it's not the end. They, they're, number, they're still number one in the East. They're going to win that division hands down. It's no, it's no competition in that division. Hey, you got TB12. Exactly. So, hey, don't push the panic button. You just had a team full of expatriates that had a revenge factor. Uh, you probably played them ten times you beat them nine. So, they, this is their one time that they got that. So, don't expect that again. Um, and then the blowout of the day, New England put uh, – New England. New Orleans puts a 50-burger on Cincinnati and Cincinnati. 51-14, Drew Brees. 22 25, 22 of 25, 265, three touchdowns. Mark Ingram, 13 attempts for 104. Alvin Kamara, 12 attempts for 56 rushing yards, two rushing TDs. Michael Thomas, eight receptions for 70 yards, two TDs. Melvin Ingram, three receptions, 58 yards, and a touchdown. Alvin Kamara had four for 46. Not a typical Alvin Kamara day. He still had two touchdowns, but not the numbers we're used to seeing from him. Um, and the Bengals just continue to be the Cincinnati Bengals. I know they didn't have A.J. Green today, but uh, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, you still got some weapons there that uh, they just they checked out early. You, you know something? We were talking about Kansas City putting up a 40-burger. And I told you, I said Kansas City would put up a fifty, but I didn't. I didn't look at New England. I mean New England, New Orleans, to put up this many. They put up fifty, and they won easily. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, now on to my my beloved Buffalo Bills. Um, I believe that was another pick sweep. Did anybody pick Buffalo? Not Nan, so. All right, so we stay on even ground on that pit. Buffalo absolutely jumped on. They This one of those games where Buffalo walked up to the Jets and they hit them in the mouth and the Jets just never got up. 41 to 10. Matt Barkley, 15 to 25, 232, two touchdowns, and guess what? No interceptions. Ooh. 
No Nathan Peterman to throw interceptions all over the place. LaShawn McCoy actually has a shady day. 26 attempts, 113 yards, two touchdowns. Murphy, 14 carries, 69 yards. Um, Foster, the receiver, three receptions for 105, 35 yards average. They, they drafted um, last draft, 11 targets, eight receptions, 93 yards, and a touchdown. So, um, Kelvin Benjamin had three targets for no receptions. That's looking like a bust uh, trade from Carolina. There's a reason why Carolina gave him up. That boy soft is warm butter. So, <laughs> uh, six, what, six, what, six, five, and just can't do anything. What did Booger McFarlane say? He he, he a French fry with him being a tight end? <laughs> no, he said Popeye's biscuit. A Popeye's biscuit. <laughs> now, see. Oh, man. Now, we, we, we were having conversations on another player in another sport, and I'm talking Carmelo Anthony, about dedication and desire. Has it gotten to the point that Kelvin Benjamin has lost his dedication, lost his desire? Because he doesn't come to camp in the greatest of shape. Well, well it's like, here's, here's the thing, KG, and I don't mean to cut you off. We, we, we do talk about that all the time. But you just got to think how many, how many players came from high school and college just – I wonder how how long Kevin Benjamin been six five. Can you imagine if he was six five, six three in high school? Probably jumping over everybody is easy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He could probably eat some McDonald's right before his game. Probably did the same thing in college. And every every level you go up, it's always somebody gonna be somebody that's better than you or can do the same things. You run the same speed, and it's just like I think Carmelo Anthony just. God-given basketball talent. Allen Iverson, God-given basketball talent. Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter. And, and these guys, Allen Iverson ain't for working out. Allen Iverson show up right now on any NBA team and probably drop 15. Guaranteed. Right. i give you that. He probably but see, th- this is my thing, though. Now, you say that. Yeah, God-given talent. But look at the likes of Jerry Rice. Joe Montana weren't very highly touted out of high school. Yeah. Now Joe Montana did go to one of the greatest colleges in the land in Notre Dame. Oh Lord. But he had to sit, and then when he sat, he showed what he can do, and he was still what a, a third round pick. Jerry Rice. Nobody wanted to take a fly on him because he came out of Mississippi Valley. But it was that hard work, that work ethic. That he put in his entire career for him to play as long as he did. This man went from playing for San Francisco to going to uh, uh, the Oakland Raiders and still being at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. He went to Seattle mm-hmm. and was still at the top of his game. He even went to Denver and Mike Shanahan of all people was like, "Nah, we got you rated as fourth. We're not gonna. This is Jerry Rice. I don't care. All I gotta do is throw a quick slant to Jerry Rice, and I know I probably got six. But like you said, man, it's, it, it takes another – you just can't show up in the NFL, in the NBA, any top sport. You just can't – you can't show up no more. It has to be a level, level of dedication that you're going to put into, you know, what, what your craft. Are you out there catching A.B.? Let's take A.B., for example. What's that machine called that, that throws on the ball to catch? I forgot the name of it. The Jugs machine. The Jugs machine. I forgot how many ex- – I'm going to find an article, and when next time we come on, I'm going to make sure I write it down. But it's something ridiculous. 
that AB catches from the jugs machine. They, each practice. Each practice. And the, and some teams use that as punishment for their receivers. That's the difference. One man out here, hey, I need somebody to line up the balls. I'm doing a thousand a day on the jugs. Versus, look, y'all going on the jugs for 25 catches as punishment. You know, it's a big difference. It's a big difference from somebody missing a game-winning free throw and not leaving the gym until they shoot a thousand free throws. The same night, game over. We talking about NBA players that had that winning shot and they go right to that spot. And we are we know it's a handful of players that have done it. That go to that shot, that spot on the floor, they missed and they just shoot there over and over and over again. Cause it's stuck in their mind, the, the taste in their mouth. It, they can't. They can't stand it. It's only. Mm-hmm. It's only a few players built like that. We're not talking about, um, you know, half the league. We're talking about if, if how many how many players are in, in, in NBA uh, KG is it? Jeez, uh, four seventy six, I believe it is. So out of the four seventy six, I think fifteen players have that mentality. Maybe. We're not talking about a small out of the the the, the NFL. How many in the NFL? Uh, oh, geez, you got me with that. You got fifty three on every roster, man. You got 32. close to so that's that's basically seventeen hundred players. Out of seventeen hundred players, maybe fifty have that mentality. That's mm-hmm. not. It's, this is this is a whole level. They call it Mamba mentality. But it's deeper than that. It's way deeper than that. And it is. It, it, how how bad do you want it? How bad do you want to be the best? Because AB wasn't told it highly. No. And he sat behind a couple of other receivers before he even got his start. Exactly. How but bad now, do you want it? You sit down the jugs machine. It's not just catching the ball with two hands. You experiment. Okay, I'm able to do this with one hand. Do this with one hand. Oh, I can reach around and do this. You turn your back to the machine and you catch it blind. You just start catching it. And then you have it, somebody, you have somebody angle it to the sideline and you practice tiptoeing and, and keeping your feet in bounds. And I mean, it's so much stuff you could do with that machine and so many situations you can put yourself in that when it comes to game time, I already did this on the jugs machine a thousand times. This is nothing. It's, it's nothing. And, and, it's, it's, and, and it's a lot about muscle memory. Your, your body, your brain doesn't even have to think about it. Now, if you're, if you don't practice, let's say Kelvin Benjamin, let's take Kelvin Benjamin, and you're not in, in practice, practicing the, the toss-ups because you're 6'5", and you're going to get a lot of those. So when you get into the game, it's, it's like, uh, okay. Let me see how I'm going to go do this. If you're doing it in practice over and over and over again, you know what I mean? Pay one of the, the defensive backs. Not the, the, the not the five nine defensive back. You go find a 6'2 defensive back, even if it's another receiver. Hey, stay with me. I, need, I want to do 100 balls in the air. Block, do your best to block them. I guarantee Kelvin Benjamin. I would bet my paycheck Kelvin Benjamin's not doing that. No, but you know how many quarterbacks will stay? That's another thing. How many receivers stay after practice with their quarterbacks? 
Falcons and say, you know what, this is what I seen last week. I think we can exploit this on any team. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of that, remember Josh Allen asked Calvin Benjamin, um, did he want to work on some routes in pregame? He told him no. Mm. So, I mean, you know what? Chris Collinsworth used to say it all the time. I remember I used to hear stories of the old time quarterbacks and receivers would stay after practice. It got dark and then keep throwing after it got dark because it was no lights. Mm-hmm. And that's how they got that timing together where I can hit you in the dark because I know where you're supposed to be and I know you're going to get there. Yeah. You can tell. That chemistry. Yeah, you can tell what quarterbacks do. And like I, I'll say this over and over again. There's only three elite quarterbacks named Tom Brady. There's two number 12s, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees. You can tell that they work on their craft. Mm-hmm. You can tell because when they play starts, you you they you can see that they already know. All right, the linebacker drop back here. This such such, such and such here here and here should be open. The the they they're in this coverage. Such and such should be open here. I just got to wait for them to get to that spot. They already know versus other the lower tier quarterbacks that that overthrowing the ball because I thought then you see the I thought you were supposed to be there that you know that movement. Um, but you you just can tell it. It's why these quarterbacks are elite. It's why certain players are on the next level. It's why Steph Curry can hit a three from anywhere in the court because he practices it all practice. He all it's it's it's, it's what he does. And then you can tell the teams that don't practice good, the Wizards, you know. You could tell you could tell they don't practice because they don't play on the floor good. It's no chemistry. You know? Um You know something? I got a group of guys with that I work with. And the first time we ever played together, we struggled because we didn't know anything. And it got to the point we weren't playing. We would be. And it got to the point. That chemistry built up so well that I could go down the block and I already knew my, my man D'Angelo. I knew he was cutting baseline. When he cut baseline, I didn't have to know. I just dipped it over my shoulder. And I knew he was going to lay it in. I'm going other way. It got to that point. We reeled off seven. If it's that easy to do that and pick up basketball, you're people in this daggone position to be able to go and concentrate on nothing but basketball nothing but kg i don't know if it's you or me but you're going in and out i'm moving around a lot because i'm just i'm animated right now (laughs) well get situated because we're going to the washington tampa bay game next so the redskins go to tampa bay and handle business 16 to 13 over Tampa, 16 to 3. I'm sorry, 16 to 3 over Tampa Bay. They did a hell of a job, even though they gave up a lot of yards to Tampa Bay. They gave up 406 passing yards to Fitzpatrick. They did a really good job of forcing turnovers today and keeping Tampa Bay out of the end zone because Tampa Bay had their chances. They were moving the ball up and down the field all game. They had uh, 29 first downs, Tampa Bay did, versus the Redskins, 14. Uh, total yards for Tampa Bay was 501 
versus the Redskins, 286 yards. So, um, KG, they did what they had to do. And got the victory. And a lot of credit goes to the defense. And you got to give credit to the offense, too, because when they needed to score, Alex Smith may play with his legs, moved around the pocket, finally found Josh Doxson in the back of the end zone. And he held on to the ball, and that was the touchdown they needed. And Tampa Bay just couldn't – they couldn't – they could move the ball down the field, but the Redskins, when it, when it mattered, put the clamps on. Yeah, that defense showed up the second half, and that was that was needed. But see, here's my 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 issue: what you read off on total offense, five hundred and how many yards? Let's see here: total offense, total yards, five hundred and one yards. I have a problem with that. I don't care if it was garbage yards. I don't care if it was a uh, 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 first half yardage. I tried to explain this, and I said it on. Our Instagram live uh, to K Dog eighty nine. The defense was struggling. They came. He talking about they they were on. No, that defense struggled because you were giving up underneath plays that shouldn't have been given up. You weren't when you did get the pressure on Fitzpatrick. You flushed him out of the pocket, and he's an old man. He got out the pocket and got the running, and he made you look like you were stupid. But what did you say on Twitter? Then, but don't break defense. That's what happened. You created three turnovers in the second half. This defense stepped up in the second half, and they knocked them out. They did. They absolutely did. Um, you got to get that offensive line a big round of applause, big credit. And they did what they had to do today. Um, Alex Smith, still a little inaccurate. He missed a, another open touchdown to Vernon Davis, wide open, overthrew him. Got to get that together. They got to get in practice and work that out. They got to work, and they have to come with some new wrinkles because if they're not going to come with new wrinkles, the, the goal now is you're 6-3. and three. Philly and Dallas is on now. The goal is not to let Philly catch up, not to let Dallas all of a sudden try to get hot and catch up. The goal is to start putting your foot in people's mouths and take the division, not accidentally trip over the division. That is the goal, Redskins. That's the goal. Take it. Defense. Now, look, the defense, we, we said on Instagram Live, the defense, hey, sometimes you got to win like this. It shows you you can win another way. Gives you another pocket of confidence. Hey, we didn't dominate today, but we caused turnovers today. We caused turnovers today. Today, we kept the number one passing offense out of the end zone, even though they torched us on the on on the passing yards. We got a W, and was on to Houston next week at FedEx. All right, uh, one thing that did bother me: at a win, a happy time for the Redskins. Josh Norman found time to call out the Redskins fans. I'm going to read the whole quote to you, and then um, I'll let you go. Let's see. I'm going to read you the whole thing. I feel this is this is from Josh Norman, the whole quote. I feel like we play better on the road. I'm not going to lie. Gosh, man, it seems like our true fans 
they're really with us on the road and we feed off that. When we go in the home stands, it seems like an open bubble or something, like the other team's turf or something. You hear more of them than you do us. Then if something bad happens, they sulk. They sit back in their seats and they boo. I don't know. It started to be this year that we started to see that. It's kind of crazy because the first couple of years I've been here, you would see sellouts and all happy and excited for all the Redskins. But now you go around and you see the whole NFC East teams, Phillies, the Giants, even Dallas, they're sold out. People in the seats, they're cheering for their team regardless, good, bad, indifferent. They're still showing up each and every week going hard. Even the Giants, when they're 1-6, hell, they had a sellout crowd. They was all in their pack still. We come back home to our guys, and they just don't really care. They boo and everything. They're not really behind us. We don't really feel that. I'm tired of it. I really am. We can play all our games on the road if you ask me. But at the end of the day, the people who are going to be for you, the fans that are really going to have your back, they'll be there. There's other ones, man. It is what it is. Can't really speak on them. They're going to talk about what they're going to talk about anyway. They're all keyboard warriors anyway. KG, you've been a lifelong Redskins fan. And we we talked about this. We had an all Redskins podcast with problems at FedEx. One of the main issues with the problem at FedEx Field is that the team has been mediocre over the last couple of years. I read you what Josh Norman said from the horse's mouth. Give me your take on that. Okay. I'm going to say this as cleanly and as eloquently as I can without hooping and hollering and yelling. But don't you ever in your life come for Redskins Nation a, a, a nation that has supported you when you were signed here to be the number one corner. We wouldn't boo if you weren't getting burnt almost every play here. It's not about uh, us coming in and, and supporting the team. We got no problem supporting the team player. But you talking about being it's better on the road. If you put, look at the product you putting on the field, cuz don't you ever come in and, and say nothing like that. What's wrong with you? But you want us to embrace you and make you be a fan favorite, and you be. But you talk about us fans like that. Like, what is wrong with you? You don't never bash the fans, never. Yeah, we do have that problem where the the visiting team they have their fans in there. Okay, right. But you know why a lot of people leave Redskin Nation because of stuff like that you say. That right there turns people off on this team. But you got a lot to say. Oh, you got a little pick today. Slow down there, Junior. That's one pick, one game. He got a pick and got cute with it, too, holding it with one hand. And, you know, hey, like I said, hey, made some plays today. But we've been watching the, the whole product, the whole season. We we have a right to boo. We have a right to voice our opinion. And this is what pisses me off about, you know, the the the, the athletes when they, they're talking about the fans or they don't know. You know, they don't know this. They don't know that. Okay, make me understand. Because all I see is you out there getting smoked. That's all I see. Pretty much. So you're you're supposed to be at number one corner when somebody lines up. And we talked about this before in the show. When somebody lines up in a slot, I don't care. 
you're a number. I don't want to hear that. Oh, that I play this side of the field. If they go in the slot, they line up at the fourth wide receiver position. If Julio Jones lines up at tight end, you should be right in front of him. Deion Sanders did it. Champ Bailey did it. And a lot of great other corners did it. The the play earlier this year against the Colts where you lost T.Y. Hilton on a miscommunication should never happen. This is why Redskins fans boo. Because you are a number one corner. Play like it. Act like it. You can't take the heat. Get out of the kitchen. I hit you with that old saying right there. The same goes for another Washington native, John Wall. You can't take the heat. You can't take the pressure of being a super max player. Your team playing like garbage and people telling you that. You know this, John. Team playing like garbage. Y'all should be top of the East. This team has that potential. Get mad when people don't care. Get mad when people, the Oaklands of the world. They're sitting there watching the team tank. There's no way I go watch that. My team is purposely trading away players and tanking. I'm not going to support that product. There's no way. I feel for the Oakland fans. And they're losing their team. You got a, yeah. team, you got a team here, 6-3, and three, first place in the NFC East. When have they been first place in the NFC East, KG? Shoot. Uh, last time they've been, they had a record like this, a 6-3, and three, what did they say, 2008? Okay. So not, let's not act like when you sign here, you know, y'all were making it to the NFC East Championship and everything. Okay? The 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 fans go according to what's going on with the team, the pulse of the team, and the team hasn't been doing that well the last couple of years. And, and, and it's, it's for other reasons too, Jay, Josh. You know, and you got to know this. You know, if, if, if it's that serious, make sure Redskins fans come to the game. We talked about that. About other 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 team fans being in, in FedEx Field, it's one of the I think it's one of the worst stadiums in the league, as far as vid- visiting team fans. It, it got to be. It's, it's got to be one of the worst because even the fair weather team, like Atlanta, who who the hell is an Atlanta Falcons fan? <laughs> but they were in FedEx Field last week, so that's that's the problem. And and, and do the fans have some responsibility for that? We already said that absolutely. They should be giving hell when they come in that stadium. I don't care if you got your three-year-old son with you. You're getting heckled. You're getting heckled. That's not Redskins gear. Get the hell out of this stadium. So, but, hey, they handle business today. I give them their props today. They got a a tough task next week with another high-flying pass on offense. And you said it on Instagram Live, KG. You ain't got no old man back there, a quarterback. You got Deshaun Watson back there next week. Yeah. And then you got J.J. Watt on the other side Ooh. with Jadavian Clowney. So, it's, it's a lot going there. That's like uh, in the Lion King when it was like Mufasa. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got double trouble on each side. So Say it again. Say it again. Ooh, say it again. Mufasa. <laughs> 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 JJ Watt and Jadeveon Cloudy, man, that's a that's a definitely a, 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 a ain't no double teams on that. No, it, it's no double team. You got to handle your business, and, and we're gonna come back with that. We're gonna start doing uh, Redskins uh, uh, game, Redskins podcast leading up to the game, keeping you up to date with the uh, 
all the injuries, the, the latest news and everything. So definitely look out for that. But uh, uh, I think that's all we got for, for this week, KG. Um, yeah, that was, that was the last game, bro. I saved the, the lo- local team for the last. Yeah. We go ahead and end the day and get ready for Monday morning because, hey, what I say every Sunday after the Redskins win, tomorrow's take your pants off Monday, people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, hey, you listen to this. You support us. We're trying to get ourselves to FedEx Field, trying to get the Redskins' attention. So, hashtag, what was the hashtag, KG? Uh, uh, get the sideline junkies to a game. There we go. We'll be using that hashtag. Just follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You'll see it. We're going to try to get some attention, see if we can get the sideline junkies live at the Houston, Texas game, maybe. So, but we, we'll be pounding that drum. We're going to see what we can do. So, but now hold on, hold on. Now, that's not just to go and watch. We want to go. Number one, we want to do a live uh, podcast from there, do a live Instagram and a Facebook live video from there, and possibly after the game get a couple players to step in and uh give us a few minutes of their time so this is not just a a regular experience we're trying to get the whole round robin and bring everything right to you yes sir yes sir so um that's it for the sideline junkies for the night myself bj uh kg um sideline junkies where we at kg uh facebook Sideline Junkies, Colon Podcast, Instagram, Sideline Junkies, Twitter, Sideline Junkies, email sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com, and don't forget, sidelinejunkies.com is up and running. Yes, sir. We talk a lot on Twitter, me and KG, um, through the Sideline Junkies page and our personal account, so follow us. Um, like I said, we uh, KG, we're going to post the uh, the updated records for each Sideline Junkies member on, on Twitter. Can we do that? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, and uh, see what we look like, and uh, the fans can follow along also. So, uh, everybody enjoy the rest of the uh, Sunday night game. Dallas is up 3-0 on Philly in the, the beginning of the second quarter. We will catch y'all uh, on the next time. All right, junkies out. Peace out.